This is the EWN Podcast Network. When life and business is chaotic, it is hard to see the beauty that comes from it. But I'm here to tell you, you are not alone. I am your host, Ashley Stone, and I am your chaos coordinator. I believe there's always a message in the mess we can experience in our personal lives and in business. So join me on the journey of running multiple businesses, self-caring it up, and designing a life for my family. This won't be just my story. It will be the many stories of remarkable women that have inspired me and will inspire you to discover the beauty behind the chaos. Hey beauties, my name is Ashley Stone and I am the host of Beauty Behind Chaos and I am here so refreshed y'all. I was on vacation, I came back with a little tan, y'all can't see me but it is I'm glowing. I'm glowing. And I'm so excited about this episode because today I am here glowing next to someone that is a guest inside my studio today, Miss Jennifer Brawley. Hey, girl. Hey. Welcome to my studio. I love it. So pretty here. Thank you. And you have a studio. So tell everybody, who is Jennifer Brawley and why do you have a studio too? I am a portrait photographer. Yes. Mama Four. My photography studio is in North Fort Worth. It's in the design district. It's super cool. Created out of shipping containers. I love it. Yeah, it's really fun. It has um, murals on it. That's actually how I found it. I was like googling murals for a portrait session, and I'm like, what? There's murals and mile from my house yeah on, on shipping containers <laughs> i had no idea it was there. and it's been there for years and i'm like i absolutely have to move here so yeah i'm a portrait uh, photographer i actually had a portrait studio two streets down mm-hmm. um i don't know how many years ago it was six years ago okay yeah and then i moved to north fort worth because it was closer to my house but yeah i've been a portrait uh photographer for i think 13 years Isn't that funny how, like, as time goes, you're just like, I don't know, I've just been doing this a while. (laughs) I just realized I've been saying 10 years for years. Okay. Yeah, I remember, like, 10-year mark was super important to me. I was, like, super excited about it. I'm like, I made it, you know, like, 10 years. Yeah. And people would be like, how long have you been in business? And I'll be like, 10 years. I've been saying that for years. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's so funny because it's like now I'm at, like, 20 years and or I'm close to it or something, 18, 19, 19, going on 20 and yeah, you just kind of lose track after a while. And now I just keep saying 20. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not I'm not there yet. But I'm about to get there. So at Maybe a certain I'll point. start saying 20. Yeah. You just like round up. Yeah. <laughs> 13 plus, a 10 plus. Don't start saying 20. That sounds better. People do that, though. They do like the 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 plus sign. I, I want to get real specific and be like, no, I've been doing this a, a really a really long time. We're- 12 years, four months, three hours. It's kind of like people with uh, kids and they're yeah. like, oh yeah, my kid is 36 <laughs> months. You're like, they're three years old. <laughs> they want they want the credit for all those months. That's what it is. Yeah. So I've been doing it for a while. Photography was actually my hobby since I was 13. Like I've loved photography since younger than that, actually. Um, my grandpa was a hobbyist mm-hmm. and he's what got me into it. Um, he had a dark room in his house and he would be like, Hey, I'm developing. You want to watch? And I'm like, yeah. And this blank piece of paper would turn into a picture. And I'm like, well, that's cool. Yeah. (laughs) And then, um, so that's what got me started. And then I remember my parents took me to a museum and it was like all black and white pictures. And I was like inspired, but I was also like, I can do that. Like I should be in a museum. I can do that. And then when I was 13, my grandpa gave me my first camera. And I've been taking pictures ever since. Um, when I was 30, I was either going to, because my husband started Brawley Studios. I didn't. Um, he decided quick. He is not an entrepreneur. Like, he is not business-minded okay. at all. Um, he found out really quick that he did not like owning a business. So, so he started Brawley Studios. Started Brawley Studios. So, so is he a photographer? Yeah. Oh, Girl, I did not know that. Okay, so so just to give like perspective, I know that he's a plumber. So I I knew that about about this couple here that um just you guys are so inspiring in terms of how you um support each other and I have one of those as well. But anyways, knowing your story, I did not know that piece of it. So that's super cool. Okay. Yeah. Um in 2008 when everything crashed, um he had a job working for a private school. He was in maintenance at a private school and he got laid off 
And so we were like, what's the next step? And he was like, I want to try to be a photographer. Mm-hmm. And so what we did, we have four kids, right? Um, I had a different business. I owned a, a soul toner. Um, I hated it. People would ask me what you did for a living. And I'd be like, I don't want to talk about it. I just support my family financially. Mm-hmm. I used, it was The good thing was I could be home with my kids. I could only work a couple hours a day and I would make a good amount of money. Um, I've almost always been the financial, the heads of financial person okay. um, of my family. Um, pretty much our entire marriage. I'm trying to think if it was ever a part where he was. I think it's been me the entire time. Um, but I could be there with my kids. I could like work two hours a day um, and make whatever money I needed to make. But then, because I sold to banks and credit unions, <clears throat> and in 2008, that made it really hard because the banks and credit unions were suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so recession, he got laid off. Uh, the school gave him, what is it called when they're like, hey, sorry for laying you off. Here's some money. Oh, <laughs> like a, I've never had a real job. So I know a severance, severance. severance. There you go. <laughs> severance. We took that severance and bought photography equipment. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's when he started being um, a photographer. I love when things are like a lot of entrepreneurs are actually like created out of crisis. <laughs> like literally it's like oh crap i need to make money and like let me so you know really entrepreneurs are just hustlers mm-hmm. like they just you know they start a little hustle and then it's or they take a hobby and turn it into you know a way to make money and then the the dream is always turning it into like an actual like right a uh, career yeah. and you can actually support your family that's yeah. that's the dream yeah this which is what i've done yeah it's great i love that yeah um but yeah so he did he did that and then I would go on portrait sessions with him. I enjoyed going on portrait sessions with him. And then, like I said, he quickly was like, this isn't for me. Mm. The business side, I felt dirty. Like, he didn't like it. Yeah. Um, And I'm like, I kind of like it. So I was at an impasse. I was so sick of selling toner. Mm. It was boring. You sat. And I felt like my entire existence was to make money. Yeah. Like I wasn't bettering anybody. I didn't, you know, I wasn't helping the community. I sat in my house. My whole job was to make money. And I just didn't like it. Um, so I'm like, I'm either going to go to school to be a nurse. This is when I'm 30. I'm going to go to school to be a nurse. Or I'm going to start, I'm going to do pictures. I'm going to start some t- somehow try to be a professional photographer and take over Raleigh Studios. Um, I was scared, though, because photography is the one thing. I don't cook, I don't clean, I don't sing, I can't dance, like, don't sew. It's my one creative outlet. And so Mm. I was scared if I turned the one thing that I did to escape into my job, I would start to hate it. Oh, girl. Yes. I I can relate to this. Mm -hmm. Turns out it's really my job. (laughs) And you love it. Uh Awesome. Absolutely love it. Yeah, That's awesome. I, I will say, like, I can totally relate to that in terms of just, like, how, so I, it's funny, like, Kicking it in Keller was one of those things where it was like a hobby mm-hmm. and like fun and enjoyable. And I was scared to turn it into anything other, although it was starting to kind of like become what felt like a business in some capacity. But I wasn't collecting any money, but it was on my schedule. And I was starting to create these processes and a logo and all this stuff because that's how my brain works. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, oh, I don't know if I, I don't want to shift what. like the coolness of like what this is like I was afraid to kind of go into that next step and then when I did I actually enjoyed it more because I felt like I was like more purposeful in my intentions and what I was doing too instead of just being like sporadic and just like well this is fun and it's like but I worried about that in in that aspect with what I was doing and with kicking it and Keller but I think how I separated it was I work with businesses and do things on a like on the level of like video and stuff like that but like I didn't make the community piece of it mm. into a business because to me it's like that part I was I, I don't you know what I, I don't know it felt like, like your husband said it would feel dirty okay. like yeah. because I'm doing this because I want to serve my community you know right. what I mean but like how can I serve but then also how can I make this where I'm you know being more purposeful in my intention where I'm really like truly serving and doing it in a in a broader way. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense, but makes sense. yeah. So that's super cool. So, all right. Well, I worked with photographers for years mm-hmm. um, in the hair and makeup industry. 
And so with that said, um, you you work with a lot of different people as well, right? And yeah. so one thing I learned about photographers, there is a difference with photographers just like um, beauty industry professionals. And so what, did it, what is it that you specialize in with your photography? Okay. So portraits for sure. Mm-hmm. I won't do events. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another fun fact, me and my husband actually did weddings way before we started Barley Studios. And hated it so much. We like sold all of our equipment and we like didn't touch a camera for a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even have a wedding. We eloped. So I don't know why we thought we would have <laughs> other people's weddings when we didn't want one ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't do events. I love portraits. And so it's funny because I started out doing newborns. Okay. I'm like, I just want to do newborns. Now I don't want to do newborns. <laughs> just like, no. Started out doing newborns and then it went to um, younger children and then older children and then teens. Uh, for the longest time, I considered myself a child photographer. Um, so if a woman came to me and was like, I want you to take my picture, I'd be like, only with your kid. I wouldn't do it. I turned it away. Mm. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm a child photographer. I was very proud of that. I'm a child photographer. Yeah. And then um, 2020, I turned 40 and I wanted pictures of myself, like kind of how I take pictures of people. I wanted that of myself and I couldn't find it. I could find boudoir. I could find bridal. I could find maternity and headshots and branding, but I couldn't find anybody to just take a beautiful portrait of myself mm. and then I immediately felt bad for all the women I turned away and I was like I need to do this like you shouldn't have to get on naked to have a picture of yourself right right you know you shouldn't have to just be pregnant or getting married like just because you want a beautiful picture of yourself you should be able to have that and so 2020 I went from photographing only children to mostly photographing women so that's who I photograph more now. I love photographing high school seniors. The start of the journey just gets me so excited. And you learn so much from that group of people. Um, Their fresh new look on life, the way they see things. I almost learn more from them than I do the 40 pluses, Mm -hmm. um, just because I'm in it, you know, in the 40 plus. So we kind of have the same opinions and the same style and the same, you know, we grew up the same. The 18 year olds, the ones they, I don't know, I learned so much from them. And then, like, it's so inspiring to me to start, you know, they have their whole life in front of them. So, I really love photographing high school seniors and I really love photographing women 40 plus. Um, You know, as you say this, like, it reminds me of, like, if you think about, like, way back in the day, like the painted portraits. Mm -hmm. I mean, all those ladies were out there getting their portraits done and painted and you see them in museums and all of these things. And it's like, we don't do that today. And when I think about your work, that's exactly what it reminds me of. I mean, we did actually, it was very Marie (laughs) Antoinette-esque with a hairpiece and like, and with you with the dress and all of that and seeing it in your studio up on the wall that it's like a painting. It's like- you know, it's art and it's you, which is so incredible because you don't actually see that. And I I can say that even from the perspective of the beauty industry, working with so many photographers, I think that's what stood out Mm -hmm. a lot to me too, was that, and maybe because I'm creeping up on my (laughs) forties and I'm like, okay, look at these ladies. Okay. They're still out here, you know, Mm -hmm. looking their best and feeling their best and documenting it. And that's basically what you're doing is, is documenting that part of their life. I love it. It's so much fun. And it is uh, a lot like a painting and it's a little addicting. Like <laughs> I love getting my picture taken. Yeah. Um, I just had them done in October and I'm doing them again as soon as everything comes in. Like I'm waiting for all my dresses and props and stuff. I'm doing another Marie Antoinette themed, but mm-hmm. you are. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I know I said that earlier that you shouldn't have to get naked. I do offered boudoir but i'm very conservative (laughs) i don't want it to be raunchy yeah yeah yeah. i want it's i personally don't love the pictures where you like to see the booty Mm. like the cheek spread i'm just like how does that make that girl feel powerful yeah no to me that's that's not my thing i want you to feel powerful and be feeling powerful 
is sexy. And so I'm doing like a Marie Antoinette. I bought a wig. Oh which, my gosh, I did. I seen that. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if this is gonna work. I love this your, is... I love your social media. I have to say, and I, I'd like to, I'd like to actually let's let's go into that. Oh, That's a perfect so, segue. I, feel like, I don't feel like I'm good at social media. Let's... Anytime everyone says, "I love your social media," I'm like, why? That is so funny. Okay, because I know you in real life and in social media life, and so in person. I feel like you're 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 kind of introverted like you're but it is those introverts that are hyper creative and then also do like a really good job with their social media and then you meet them in person and you're like oh you're kind of introverted <laughs> i'm introverted until you get to know me if i'm in a room oh and then you're super goofy 100 percent. i can attest to that yeah yeah if i'm full in a room full of people i don't know i will find this corner yes. shadowed and high and i don't know how to interact Mm-hmm. But the second I start to get to know you, I'm I'm really goofy. I'm really well, and I love that because I feel like that comes out in your social media. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like you're so consistent, and like I always want to steal your um, quotes and your okay. little memes mm-hmm. and stuff like that because it is always so inspiring. Um, oh, good, that makes me so happy. and relatable. Like it's oh, it's inspiring and relatable. Like okay, so you and speak like relatability. Mm-hmm. You have four teenagers. Three teenagers, three teenagers, and, and oh, three teenagers and one grown kid. Mm-hmm. You are a business owner. Mm-hmm. Your husband, for a bit, was you guys were working together. Now he's yes. he's back into yeah. He got bored. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, better than being like you know losing his mind. I think mine might be like you know borderline like ready to clock out. He misses guy friends. Yeah, he misses guy friends and he got bored. He was like, I think I want to go back to work, and that. I made me depressed. I was so sad. I did not want him to go back to work. I feel like I would, I like now I get it. Now I understand like that aspect of he's always around. And like when he does go, so he's doing video stuff and droning and and now he's kind of doing some of his own things and he'll be gone for a few hours. And like my, even my kids are like, where's dad? And I'm like, I don't know. He's out on a job. (laughs) I miss him. (laughs) Yeah. So it is weird. Like, and, but for years we didn't work together for, I think it was like 16 years. He had his own thing. He didn't even know about my business. Like he never got involved. He kind of, it was always kind of like the separate thing. And then when, after 2020, and just all the all the things and all the shifting. That was one of the shifts we decided to make was for him to go full time into being an entrepreneur with me. And so it's actually we sat down in the coffee shop. And that was in the very beginning of like meeting you. And I genuinely I genuinely was like, this is like a God thing that I just got connected to this woman because what she's describing is what I want to do, but I'm so freaking scared, Mm -hmm. which was have my husband leave what he's doing and join me. Mm -hmm. And listening to, you know, your story at the coffee shop that day, like, honestly, was one of those pivotal kind of moments for me in that conversation to be like, okay, this can be done. Someone else has done it Mm -hmm. and it's not going to be perfect. And that's okay. And I love like your transparency and just all things and how you show up. Yes. Um, And you feel that in your social media and in real life. So. That makes me so happy because I feel like I'm so bad at social media. I, we all feel like we're bad at social media, so. but I think that's just us all in our heads and like overthinking and overanalyzing ourselves. Maybe I just I just post what's happening. I yeah, just post well, what's on my mind. I just that's post how it should be. On. I just like I don't overthink it. I don't have it like a lot of because I have business coaches and stuff, and they'll even be like, "Plan out one month full of social media." Oh, I can't like, do that. On there and have it all, and that that to me is feels not authentic yeah yeah so i'll just be like hey this is what i'm up to right now yeah like here's my highs here's my lows this is me i'm celebrating this this is me struggling and if i didn't do that if like if i posted in a month in advance there that wouldn't be that yeah those real moments yeah and that's i think how you really connect with people is those real authentic moments of just being yourself and being a human Mm -hmm. because i think so much with social media it is like someone's highlight reel a lot of the times Mm -hmm. and it's not like the real you know kind of meandering bouts of life because a lot of people who go on social media and post often are selling things so to sell those things you have to show your highlight reel yeah you can't show the the truth behind it and even um you know because i've just finished or not just finished i'm going through a health journey right 
and uh, I talk about that a lot too on mm-hmm. my social media. And I get so many people reaching out to me for help. And it's not even like a job or something that yeah. you're trying to make a career out of. And I think it's because I'm just like, hey, this is what worked for me. Not, hey, this is what worked for me. I'm here buying my product. Yeah. You know? Right. And it's because I'm doing the highs and the lows and this is working. This isn't working. Like even with my stupid hair, like I'm trying to do like a curly girl journey. Curl training. Curl training. <laughs> and so I'll be like, <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> that's all fine. Some days it works and some days and I'll, take a picture it of it. It. and I'll be like, I don't think it's working. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I'm not like, and buy this product. Right, right, right. Yeah. Here are the steps. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what has hurt social media is like every time people are sharing and it's a highlight reel the very next thought is what are you trying to sell yeah and so i mean yeah i'm a portrait photographer and obviously i'm trying to sell portraits but i'm also trying to encourage you to live your best life well that's part of your that's part of your brand though like you know if you're you're a portrait photographer that empowers women Mm -hmm through the lens and it makes sense that your whole essence is about empowering and when you're empowering it's not just you know one-sided in how you look it's how you feel it's your mental it's your health it's all of these different encompassing aspects and I think what happens is is that when someone has the perspective of they just want to sell something Mm -hmm. they are looking at the surface product of what they're offering as opposed to the core as to why they're selling it Mm -hmm. and what's the and that i think that's where people miss the mark and like how you get that feedback of just like people genuinely want to know how and why and 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 what you're using because you're talking about the real experience of Mm -hmm. it Right. And I think if we talk about the real experiences of our businesses and what we do and why we're so passionate, because you have to be passionate to some capacity to to love what you're doing because it's not always pretty. Oh, it's hard. It's not always it's, it's not always yeah. perfect. It's always it's hard. No, it has to be something just super ingrained in you though that yeah. you can kind of get through the the mud to get to the clarity. And also too, another reason why I post the way I post because me, I don't, I have a high school, I have a high school degree. I don't have a college degree. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I keep telling, trying to tell people my whole life I've been like mediocre, you know, I was like mediocre in school, like just mediocre. And, um, like I, I would think of, I wasn't anything special, not a prodigy in anything. Like I didn't pick up my camera and was like the very first picture I ever took was like, put it in a museum photography prodigy no i worked myself up to that point and i'm like i can live my best life mediocre (laughs) not great in school don't have any kind of college degree at all but what i do have is i believe in myself and i put in the work if i can do it so can you Mm -hmm. and that's also why i share my weight loss stuff like I don't enjoy working out. I don't enjoy eating healthy. But if I can do it, so can you. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I want everybody else, like not just I have a great life. I'm super blessed. I get to do what I love to do all day long. You know what I mean? So I want you to do it too. Right. Like what's stopping you? Give me a reason what's stopping you. I'll tell you. Right. I was that also. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. That I was think also me. I think that's what I love about you and why why we've connected and stayed friends because I think I have we both have that same like understanding of life of just being like authentic to who you are like some days we're struggling mentally some days we're struggling drinking or you know bad negative self-talk or whatever it is and kind of there's this freedom in getting so comfortable in the uncomfortable mm-hmm. And just keeping it real and and sharing that and being like vulnerable mm-hmm. because that's where you really make an impact for other people. It's not showing them like all the accomplishments. It's really showing them all of the the steps along the way to get to the things you want to accomplish. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I know you've heard this before, but success comes on failure. You've mm. got to fail. Yeah. You've got to mess up. You've got, I mean, you know, you're still failing. Mm, every day girl all the time yeah (laughs) constantly failing (laughs) yeah you have to and so i think that is the problem with the highlight reel is it doesn't show the fails Mm. it just shows the highlight i mean i 
probably show more than Phil. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I'm like, girl, let's get some positive. Although it's funny because I, like I've garnered this like I, over time when and when people are watching your journey or, or people that are really inspired by you, they kind of they get the sense that like, OK, you're not always really failing or struggling like we've seen you when you've you know succeeded and you physically see that person and be like wow they're glowing they're you know I see their journey from before to after and all of those things and I think we do look for those like blip moments Mm -hmm. and then I mean I get I get like that where I feel like sometimes I'm like sharing too much or I'm saying too much or I'm I'm too passionate or I'm like why is this frustrating me so much? Why do I keep going back to this and keep talking about it? Like, and then at the same token, someone will tell me that I'm like an active optimist and I'm always <laughs> like, you know, positive. And I'm yeah. like, really, I feel like I'm negative. A lot. <laughs> I yeah. need to work on it. You yeah. know what I mean? I think we're the hardest on ourselves sure. when it comes to that. But the reality is, is like, you know, you have to kind of go through those pieces. And like you said, you're going to fail and we're going to fail every day. And I think the second you can just, get comfortable and okay with that, then you can move through life a lot easier, a lot happier, Mm -hmm. and a lot more fulfilled because you're not trying to fill this, like, gaping hole because you're trying to live up to something that no one can. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, we're always, we're all a work in progress. I believe that wholeheartedly. But we have to put in the work. We have to work. Yeah, every day. Mm -hmm. Except for Sundays. (laughs) Except for Sundays. (laughs) This is why we have a day of rest. We we talked about this, actually, before we... um, got into this podcast was was really that like especially when you're an entrepreneur you have to have boundaries it's hard to put those boundaries in place um at the same time we love what we do so those boundaries are even hard in the sense of just like this i'm uh, this is my natural way of being i I like to tell people this is a lifestyle and so um so with that lifestyle it is hard to have those boundaries but sundays is the day sunday's the day now it's my i'm getting to the point it's like the weekends because forever i worked on the weekends and yeah. I'm sure that happens with you. You have to work like the opposite hours. Um, yeah, I try not to work more than two weekends a month. Yeah. Um, and it can be difficult. I I just feel bad. Yeah. Know? Sometimes I'll be like, that's it. And don't I don't ever work more than two weekends a month, but I'm trying to get it to where I don't work weekends at all. Mm. Um, just because my brain is kind of just like weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I feel bad taking them away all the way just because i get it you know some people can't take time off um but i think that's just a block that i have to work through um i'm pretty sure i could just be like you're gonna have to take the day off i don't work weekends yeah right don't work weekends why don't i have to work weekends right right um but i get better when i very first started when i actually when i had my studio on taylor street um i was working seven there would be a month i didn't have a day off a whole month I wouldn't have a day off. Mm. And so and then I had to make it to where, like, I don't work Sundays. And that was scary. But I had to. Like, you cannot not have a day off. Um, I preach rest to my kids. I preach it. I feel like rest is so important. And mm. it's so we're in a society that glamorizes busy. Um, and that's not healthy. Yeah. Like, you've got to stop. You have to have a day of rest. Like, you can have. I'm like, God needed a day of rest. And he's God. Right. Like, I think that's why that's in there. It's just like a reminder. Like, <laughs> I just built and created all these things. And now I need a break. Now I need a break. Yeah. Don't bother me on Sunday. <laughs> and then I'll catch you on Monday. Like, So I preach it. That's something I've preached to my kids. I hope they take it with them. Um, both of my boys have jobs. And I will not let them work both Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Um, like, you have to have one day off. You cannot work because you know the the work may not uh schedule them but they have school monday through friday so working saturday and sunday means i have zero days off and Mm -hmm. so i'm the biggest preacher of rest um you have to you cannot you cannot keep you'll get sick if you don't take time off your body will make you do it yeah oh i've been there yeah many times yes and I can always feel the difference. I'm like this. I, I this isn't like I'm a, I'm sick sick. I'm like I'm exhausted sick. Mm-hmm. So and I've done that to myself many of times. And it's not a good place to be to get to burnout. Right. And recognizing the signs of burnout is so important. 
I used to, I had a staff of um, 60 and we did weddings, hair and makeup. So, I mean, weddings, you have to work the weekends and mm-hmm. weddings can start at 5 a.m. and we're not done till five o'clock. And it's hard because the money's great. And so in the beginning, and like they're so thirsty for work that you get into this space of just like, yeah, book me. I'm ready to work. Like this is great money. And even doing that, and it was it was seasonal and it was weekends mostly. And you take the time off during the week, but at the same time, like you would lose those opportunities to be social. You would lose those opportunities to like go to you start missing events. You start missing kids' things. You start missing all these things that do happen on the weekends that even that alone could still like burn you out. Even if you're getting the rest during the week and you're like, okay, let's grind it out on the weekends. That's how my mindset always was is like, I'll just grind it out. But what happened was, is my burnout at times was from the, like my mental, like my mom guilt and like the things I was missing out on and through my twenties, like working as much as I did. And I didn't, you know, I, I missed so many social opportunities or you know, whatever it is. So there's so many different things that can burn you out. And I think just being able to recognize what that starts to look like. And then I'm trying to, I'm struggling with something right this second. Um, In 2021, I had a really good year, but 2021, all I had time to do was work and sleep. Mm -hmm. So I worked really hard Monday through Friday or Saturday. And then I practically sat on the couch on Sundays. I Mm -hmm. did out my pajamas, and I had a good year, but I didn't have a whole lot of fun. We didn't do a whole lot of traveling. I, you know, I never missed my kids' stuff. Like that's on my calendar. Like that takes priority. That's the whole reason why I work for myself. So yeah. I can be present with my kids. So those things, like all their sports, I was there. But when it came to like just fun, just like let's go axe throwing, let's go to a movie, let's go on a trip. I didn't make time for that. Mm-hmm. I made time for work and rest. So Monday through Saturday. Hustle, 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 Sunday rest. 2022, I want to do that this year. This year, I want to make time where I can play. I want to work. I want to play. I want to travel. And I want to rest. I need to make time for both. Mm. And I did. And my business didn't do as good. And so I'm like, well, crap. Yeah. I don't like that. Pisses me off. 2022 was the first year ever where I didn't do even just a little bit more than the mm. year before. I've always done a little bit more business than the year before. The whole time I've been in business, I've never been backwards. Yeah, same. 2022 was the first year I went backwards. And so I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't want to go. I don't want to do that again. I don't want to go backwards. But I also want to, 2022 was so much fun, you know, like yeah. I went to all these trips and um, we did all these fun things together as a family. And I, you know, I did the fun. I was like, every week we're doing something fun. We're having a rest day. We're having a play day. And we're having work from Monday through Friday. Yeah. Right. And we did that. And the, the trippy part is that all costs money. And yes. then so when you're making less yes. money, you're like, uh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, I don't know what to do. So far, January, I've done 2021. Like, I'm like, my goal is kind of to do better than I did in 2021. It's kind of my goal. But I don't want to be that girl to where all I had time for was work and then sleep. Yeah. So I don't know what to do. So I'm kind of, that's what I'm struggling on how to. I think that it's, it's, it's placing the value on those things though. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, yes, you made less, but I mean, if we're only going to equate what we make success. success, yeah, success and what we make to a dollar, mm-hmm. then yes, you're going to look at it from that perspective. But if you look at it, if you place a value on the time that you got mm-hmm. and, and put that in correlation, you actually made more. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I got paid to go places. That was really cool. Yeah. I got paid to go to Arizona. I got paid to go to the beach and went to New Mexico for a portrait session. So, so then why, like, why, why would you not want to do that again? Or what's stopping you? It's, it's just the mental aspect of being like, I made less. Um, so I would love to do the traveling thing. Uh, but the problem is that might need to be on hold because I miss out on family. Mm. when I'm traveling even though when I went to the beach to do a portrait session um I took two of my kids with me so I'm like maybe I can make it only in the summer so my kids can come with me yeah too then it wouldn't be the case but also even though I got paid very well um to go out of town to do portrait sessions I call them destination shoots Mm -hmm. 
I'm actually more profitable staying here and mm. doing portrait sessions. Yeah. So it's just like trying to figure it out. I love outside. I love nature. I'm very outdoorsy. I'm very inspired by mountains and fields and sunsets. And so I would love to travel and do portrait sessions. Um, but also, I love my family more than I love mountains and traveling. Yeah. And so I don't want to, I only have a few little years left before I'm empty master. That's, that's always the, like, not the debate, but like maybe, yeah, the debate in your head when you're, when you work for yourself, like mm -hmm. having to make those types of choices. Mm -hmm. um, I think what's beautiful is that you have the options to mm -hmm. make those choices and it's just a season and, you know, just kind of realizing that that was a big thing for me because I was, I'm hyper competitive with my numbers, yes. with myself. <laughs> I'm never, I don't care what anybody else is doing. I'm looking at what I'm doing the year before. Like I'm always in competition with 2020 right. Ashley, yeah. 2021 Ashley, 2022. And I definitely fell into that, um, you know, trap of looking to the year before. And then what I realized, too, is like, OK, well, how much should I have to spend and how much time and all not just the financial aspect of it, but like you said, in terms of profitability, how much were you spending? What can I do to make that same amount or like looking at the bottom line? Like, what can I pull out? What can I pull away that's not serving me? And what can I add into it that's serving me, like personally, in terms of like whether it be I want to travel or spend more time with my family or whatever? And what can I nix on my bottom line to help give that space in that room where it's not affecting how much right. money I'm making? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like that, that's, a, that's like a lesson that took me a really long time to kind of learn because I was like, that's great if you're doing a million in revenue, which was always my goal to hit. And I was on track to hit it. But what I was spending to get there and then time, money, effort, and what it was, I didn't like who I was chasing that and beating that. You know what I mean? And then it was just kind of like I had that opportunity to kind of reset, shift, change, and really hone in on like what is important to me. And it's like those numbers are going to fluctuate at the business. That's what my husband said. He's like, you don't go year from year. You take like a three-year. Like, uh, yeah. don't go year from year because it just pissed me off. I'm like, ah, oh, I didn't even hit. Yeah. I, didn't, I went under. I've never done that. I've never gone under. I got as granular as like month to month. Like when, when I started learning and understanding KPIs, have you ever done KPIs? Mm -hmm. Girl, I learned KPIs. I had a score mentor and I didn't understand business. Same thing, high school education. I mean, I just got out hustling right out the gate and I knew how to make money, but I, I had no, no idea how to manage money and how to project and how to like do all these additional things. And KPIs, I couldn't even tell you what it even stands for, but it stands for something businessy. Mm -hmm. And basically what you do, I had this whole spreadsheet. And I, what I would do is I would track every month how many weddings we booked in that month. So January, February, March, all the way down. And so if in you know 2018, I booked 20 weddings in January, and I booked 80 weddings in August, I could gauge even the next year. So I got competitive with the month. So mm -hmm. the next year, it's like, okay, what do we do in January 2018? Well, in January 2019, if we book 18 weddings, then we need to book 22 weddings. Like we need to be up. So, and it really, it's like a driver. Mm -hmm. And it got so granular. Like that's what my focus was. And honestly, at the end of the day, what I was spending to get there and what it was just taking out of me, I'm like scared to rebuild my company back in that same way. Like I, I'm in this weird crossroads myself We're going in the same crossroads. Oh, girl. What do we want to do? What do we want to do when we grow up? <laughs> <I know. laughs> That's so hard. I don't want to do. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting torn. Yeah. Like I want my sister was saying, you want everything. <laughs> you want it all. <laughs> it's it's the creative in us because we can like dream up all these ideas and all these things. And we're like, well, why can't we have it too? Like I, I demand that I get it all. Of course. I, I'm going to find the way. 100%. show you. That you yeah. can have it all. Right. But I have to figure it out. And then people look at you and are like, what the hell are you doing today? Like, I get that a lot. Like, what are you doing now? Like, I'm doing whatever my heart desires this week. Like, what do you mean? Don't we all live like this? Sounds like you want it all. Yeah. yeah. Don't you? Duh. Right. Exactly. I mean, why else am I here if I don't want it all? Yeah. 
for sure. And what and what is that all that changes? Yes. You know what I mean? So oh, it's change. always shifting. Day to day, month to month, depending on where I am on my cycle. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is very, very true. I do. My husband's like, remember, you have a role not to make life. Oh, is it? Yeah. This week. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. That I need I need that role. Yeah, it's a good role. Oh my god. My husband, that's my role. Like, okay. I am not allowed to make life choices from this time to this time every month. Oh, and then I, I'll be like, I'm going to chop my hair off. He's like, no, not this week. Next oh. week you can't. <laughs> this week you can't. <laughs> That's a supportive husband right there. I'm selling everything. We're all living in a van. Nope. Oh, I said this week. Have you said that too? Yes. Oh, girls. Yes. <laughs> uh, this is like an every other month situation <laughs> in my house. I'm like, why don't we just buy this? <laughs> or I have this extra truck right now. Like we could turn this into something. Yeah. Let's just hit the road. It's fine. Yes. No. Yeah. So it's constantly what I want is more. Maybe not changing. Maybe it's just growing and morphing as we grow and morph. Yeah. Possibly. Sure. I mean, that sounds good. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know either. what I want. I I want to take over the world, but I also want to sleep. <laughs> I love that. That's that's a t-shirt. Oh my gosh, that's a t-shirt. Oh, we're gonna add that. I I'm gonna like literally have a list of all of these like really great sayings in my podcast. It's like that's a t-shirt. We're gonna open up a store. Yes, I I'm gonna make it into my podcast t-shirts. These quotes are so great. I want to take over the world, but I want to sleep. So it's like a really hard choice. I don't know what to do. Right. Oh my gosh, that's so relatable. That's a thing. Oh man, girl. <laughs> where where do we go from here? Well, we have we have five minutes left. Okay. I told you it goes by so quick. There's who knows we we do these things and we have no idea what we're doing. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's some inspirational things somewhere in there or someone is just like jumping through this podcast episode or, you know, they're going to take that one quote. I want to buy the T-shirt. I'm going to get requests for that T-shirt. Right. I need that. So, um, all right. Well, we have four minutes left. So let's talk about, um, let's see. We talked about business. We talked about kids. We talked about self-care. And I would normally in this part of the show, it's like, so what's next for you? And you're like, I have no clue. <laughs> I haven't decided. Or, yeah, I I'm haven't not decided. It's always I, changing. I might start owning goats. I don't know. Nice. Like, I have two years. Um, I've been a mom for 43 years. I don't know how to not raise things. You've been a mom for 43 years? 43. <laughs> you said 43. 20. As you said this, I'm like, girl, didn't you, you just turn 40 something? <laughs> like, <laughs> my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> For 23 years. For I've been 23 years, yeah. yeah. And then in two years, um, my youngest will graduate high school. And so I don't know how to be an adult. So I started being a mom at 20. I got pregnant at 19. So I don't know how to be an adult and not be raising things. So I really don't know. This is like an like a consistent pattern I'm starting to notice with my episodes. All of my, like a good majority of my guests are like, they were young moms. Hmm. Teen moms, young moms, huh. jumping right into life. Usually, look at look at me, look at me attracting myself. <laughs> yes, yeah, interesting. Yeah, you attract her. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, okay. almost almost everyone I ask it's because I, I was I was twenty when I was pregnant with my son. Really? When did you get married? First time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the first time. I don't remember. I think I was eighteen or nineteen. Um, I was not pregnant when I got married. Like everybody thought, like, why else would she get married? I'm I mean, stupid. that was stupid. That was not my story. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I totally had a shotgun. Everyone thought that's what it was. I'm like, no, oh, I'm just stupid. Got mm-hmm. pregnant almost immediately. Um, and he was I'm like, this is a whole other episode. He was horrible person, super abusive, and that marriage didn't last very long. Mm. And so I had my first at 20. I was divorced and a single mom at 21. I was a single mom for three or four years. Oh, wow. Until I married Matt, which has been my best. He's been my best friend since high school, which could be another whole other podcast. Okay. My husband's. I love how we, it's always at the end of a podcast episode, we like open up a can of worms and we're like, oh, dang it. Cliffhanger. Sorry about that. 
<laughs> we talked about nothing for 45 minutes. The good stuff is at the end. Next time. <laughs> we'll do the same thing. So, yeah, I just don't know how to, I don't know what I want. I don't know. I've never had to make decisions just based on what I want. So I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. After my kids graduate. Is that traveling? Is that growing my business and having like Brawley Studios all over the world? Is that, I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. So I'm just going to kind of coast. My, oh, that's my word this year too. I just want to like coast through and see what happens. Like I've made all these things Mm -hmm. and now I'm just going to like see what happens and just not pressure or push. Like I'm, I'm always like, um, you know, pinky in the brain. Yeah. I've been thinking of pinky in the brain the entire podcast. Oh my gosh. So I am literally brain and I'm always like, we are going to take over the world. And then just kidding. I want to sleep. Like it's yeah. the same, same situations where I'm just like, oh, I don't actually really like all these people. I don't want to do this. So right. it's just, it's so hard balancing all of those things. And I don't know if that's just like the creative mind that we have that we, and um, you are 100% right and left brain, which is conflicting at times. Um, and then you have a husband that probably like grounds you a little bit. Oh, yeah. So I have a rule for myself. If he's not on board, I won't do it. Oh, dang. I need that rule. It's because <laughs> I need to, I I need know, to do I'm that. so emotional and it's, I don't know, it's like a, it's like a God thing. Like I've made, I'm like, okay, God, like I'll know it's right if he's on board. So mm. the studio I rent, the, any choice I make, like it's because there's so many directions I want to go. Yeah. And there's so many things I want to do and it's hard to know I if he's like, and there's been times when I haven't listened. Yeah. And it's, it went downhill and I'm like, well, I didn't listen. I My husband's like myself. a really good judge of character That's where good. I don't have that same filter. Like, I feel like I just see the good in everything and, same. and it's totally fine. And like, you know what? And if they don't see it yet, like they'll be so inspired by all the things that I'm doing and that will like ignite something in them. And you know what I mean? Like that's how I kind of view a lot of things. And it's oftentimes gotten me like hurt by people or like trusted the wrong people, things like that. But his spidey sense, we that's what we call it. It's his spidey sense. Mm -hmm. And he'll come around and be like, "Mm -mm, girl, watch that one. And I'm like, how do you do that? How do you just know? And then down the line, I'm like, oh, I get it now. Okay. And I won't listen sometimes. Yeah. Especially with people. Yeah. Decisions like studio, you know, like when I'm like, hey, let's move into the van. He's like, no. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I listen to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, but that's a good one to listen to. People, yeah. But working with certain people, I'll be like, ah, it's just him because I'm, you know, he's worried about me with being his wife. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Something like that getting in the way and him not really worried about his character type of thing. You know yeah. But every time, dead on. Yeah. Every time. That's that's how my husband is. I will say I need to get better, I guess, about listening. But all the times that I didn't listen, it kind of panned out. It worked. So, like, that's kind of the hard part. You know, I bought a couple properties that me wasn't fully on board with. And he was like, that's how we ended up in Texas. Because um, he wasn't – he was like, no, wait. He's, he's just like – he'll eventually get there. He just takes a really long time to make a decision sometimes because he just kind of wants to, like – Feel it out. In the beginning, my husband wasn't on board with things, but that proved to him. Yeah. So now it's just more of a, it's more of a, there was a, like a studio space I went in the stockyards. I really wanted that studio space. Mm-hmm. It was really like amazing. And he's just like, no. But driving there every. He was just like, no. It's yeah. Just, no. And um, at first I was really upset about it. But then I found the one that's I met now, and it was even better. Mm-hmm. The whole reason he was like, no, it was just because it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're going to be walking with photography equipment down the road in the stockyards. Like that mm-hmm. doesn't. Um, I forgot what Matrina thought just meant. But yeah, when I first started, he was unsure. Like he was unsure. But now almost, almost all the time, I'm just like, hey, I want to do this. He's like, okay. Like, yeah. Usually. He he trusts your intuition now. Maybe sure. you've, you've honed it a little bit. We do that sometimes over over so many years of wisdom experiences. And I mean, when I first took over this the studio, I I ran a studio space. I had zero clients, and I'm like, hey, I want to rent the studio space. And he was like, Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> that's a, that's a scary thing with business in general. Like 
like chicken and egg problem, right? Yeah. It's like, do I start taking on liabilities and expenses before I even know for sure if I can actually make a living? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's always difficult. But that is that is another episode for another day. Because <laughs> now we are overtime. All right, girl. Well, thank you so much for coming into my beautiful space and studio. It. I am so excited to be back. It's my first day back from vacation. So you uh, being on my schedule and jumping right into life and all the things that I got to do next. This was a great segue Yay. back into reality. <laughs> but um, awesome. So give a little shout out to yourself. Little plug, shameless plug here. Any information about yourself that we could follow, check out, yeah, awesome. and watch your journey on whatever you do next because that you don't even really know yet. So it's yeah. going to be a surprise. Surprise. I'll be surprised. Yeah, me, me too. Let's look back at this <laughs> a year from now. Uh, Brawley Studios, B as in boy, R-A-L-Y Studios with an N. All right, what? Studios with an N. <laughs> we're we're going to link this in the description. She doesn't know how to spell currently, but let's let's try that again. We're not going to edit that. We're just going to leave it. Studios.com is yep. the website. Brawley Studios on Facebook. Brawley Studios. I think it's Brawley underscore Studios Photography on Instagram. I have a group. Uh, Brawley Studios Amazing Clients is for uh, current, previous, and um, uh, to be clients. <laughs> I love that one. That's the one that you have all like the where you share. Yeah, I'm most active there. Yeah. Just because I know everybody who's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's less scary than doing those things on my page where it has 5,000 people. I have no idea who you are. Oh, that's me. That's me every day going on my page just like, I don't know who's watching this or who cares and <laughs> or who's completely judging me right now, but here I am. Yep. <laughs> There's like under 2,000 in my group and I know most because you approve them. Yeah. So all the creepers, they're not in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. So I'm very open in my group. That's a really great place to follow me is my group. Um, and then I do Instagram as well. Cool. So we'll link that all up in the description, guys. So make sure you check that out. Give her a follow. I am a fan. I am a friend. And I am a, am I a colleague? Is that what it, what, what it would be called? We work together, collaborator. Yeah. We do all kinds of things together. So it was definitely awesome to have you come in and share some space with me. So thank you guys for listening. And hopefully somewhere in there, you just grabbed a, a nugget or two <laughs> in that conversation. We're going to come up with a new t-shirt business and start making t-shirts. Um, that's probably going to be my next venture. Stay tuned for, for those things. And uh, I'm just kidding. I'm not really going to do that. Or I might. <laughs> I just might just follow and find out. Depends on where I am in my creative look. So it's a possibility. If enough of you say you want one, sure, I might do that too. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Have a beautiful and blessed day. Bye. Thanks for kicking it with me until the end. If this episode inspired you, share it with a friend because when we learn, we live and we can all use a pick-me-up. I would love to see if you benefited or enjoyed this episode. Use the hashtag beauty behind chaos podcast. See you next time, beauty.